welcome to the Integrate Yourself podcast with Allison Amaya. You're listening to episode five. This is Allison Pillow. I'm an intuitive fitness and nutrition coach, and you can find out more about the services I provide and how I help people at pureenergypdx.com. You can find Maya at mayagotlib.com. That's M-A-J-A-G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B.com. Maya is a health integration specialist. And together, we share over 20 years' experience in the field, coaching clients and doing our own research, offering simple self-care strategies and a new perspective on nutrition, movement, and emotional intelligence. Today, we invite you to integrate yourself. We encourage you to be your own authority when it comes to your health. This includes asking questions and doing your own research. We offer insight on creativity, aging gracefully, and creating a high-energy life, one where you have the energy to live the life you love. Thank you so much to Michael Wynn of Michael Wynn Productions for, for providing the music for this podcast. And thanks to Maya for doing this podcast with me every week. And finally, lots of gratitude to our listeners for all the love and support you send us every week. We appreciate you so much. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you love what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a great review. Leave any comments or questions on there as well. We'd love to hear from you. Today we'll be talking about the benefits of CO2, carbon dioxide. What can it do for your body? How can it help you stay healthy? How is it uh, involved in your cardio workout? If you're doing cardio, you need to know about CO2. All this and more coming up. Please stay tuned. In this episode, we just kind of jumped right into the conversation. We were talking, and I figured it'd be a good idea to go ahead and just record this. So it ended up being uh, becoming a podcast. So enjoy, and uh, without further ado, here's the show. One of the greatest things I found was like the reason why CO two is so important. Like, you know, not even going into the mechanism of how it helps, but simple things like you know the production of ATP right you need it and the one thing about CO2 is that it increases metabolic rate it increases the brain size like mainly what it's doing is helping you um, bring in oxygen and exchanging it into the tissues and so he says like um, if you think about it in the earth aspect the planet and all that that we're producing a lot of CO2 is not as like fearful as we think it is like people have gotten um so worried about it but actually that's what the planet needs like it has to have the co2 to create the o2 you know like in an o2 needs to create the co2 and it's all in our bodies i've I've not understood that either i've not understood why like the carbon footprint thing uh i I don't really understand the basis of that well that's what I loved about it because he started talking about what is, you know, good for healthy cells. And, you know, one of the things he talks about is high altitude. And he talks about how food, like certain foods, if they're not met- metabolically good for you. Are talking about Ray Pete? Is that what you're talking, you're talking about? Yeah, Ray Pete. Like he talks about the biological reasons why it's so important to um, produce CO2. Like this is 
in, in inevitably like the key ingredient like and I was talking and I was thinking about someone I know who's um really sick and I think she has a uh, cystic fibrosis or something but she's you know dealing with um a lot of um health issues and she just had a minor like a heart attack and she may be like 30 years old and um I see her and she's always got an oxygen tank um, uh, hose with her and because you know I guess she doesn't get enough um, uh, ex oxygen exchange and one of the things I didn't even realize like if you if you kind of see the dots is that you know when sick people get um, sicker or like when they're getting close they they hyperventilate and then they can't regulate their um, breath right so you see these in a lot of people who get um, anxiety attacks or panic attacks and then it goes into shock and then you go into death and one of the greatest things I saw was oh yeah look at this the way they're treating her is giving her oxygen but in and he even can blow your mind away with all the studies he knows but he talks about some study that in 1910 um, um, by a, a guy named, I think it was Yandel Henderson, and he actually saw like how the flow of CO2 is important, and what he note, and, and I think somebody else did like um, a study, took his study and expanded it with like the firefighters, and when they go into like going into um, fires, instead of just giving them oxygen, they gave them like eight to ten percent of carbon dioxide. And the stimulation of that helps your body um, recover easier, you know. And um, just the concept of like, how often do we make ourselves so excitatory by at working out all the time? We're just constantly, you know, causing over-exercising. So we're hyperventilating, right? And so we're not, you know, we're sucking in a lot of oxygen, right? Because our heart rate's up, we've got a lot of stimulation going on, you know, and, and so then, you know, if you're constantly adrenalized from that, you know, constant cardiovascular stimulation, you can't, your cells don't work. Like the whole pH system gets screwed up, the conversion, the heart rate slows down because the blood vessels get um, uh, reduced in terms of like... Is that because you're getting almost like the oxygen isn't going to be transported fast enough? Is that, is right. that the case? Like, your blood okay, can't yeah. your blood can't do the conversion in the tissues. Like if it doesn't have enough CO2, the O2 cannot get into the tissues. Like it's, oh, wow. it's yeah. literally what causes heart attacks because some of that means that the blood pumping back can't convert. Like it gets caught through the oh, lungs. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I can get lost in the, describing what he, you know, can spit out in two seconds. But like literally, this is why people have cardiovascular problems. You know, if you think about like how um, a lot of endurance racers or marathon racers die from heart attacks or have um, uh, problems, you know, uh, with, um, you know, their whole system having strokes and stuff. I know a guy who basically, um, you know, won't stop running, but he's already induced a stroke. He's had, um, 
eye issues where his eye basically demonized and popped out and he's had to have surgery but he won't stop running because you know the doctors all tell him you know yeah this is great for you cardiovascular work is really good for you keep your cardio going (laughs) in the first place i'm wondering like why did cardio become so popular um and I will add one thing, though, too, because, oh, my God, I I have to say that I've been learning a lot about CO2 as well, and I'll share that with you in a second. But, um, yeah, I I just, it blows my mind because still I talk to people every day that say, I have to get my cardio in. Like, how can I do this? And, you know, I think there's, to some extent, it can be helpful, like some short spurts of it or, like, hiking up up in high altitudes. But for the most part, like, getting on a machine and just, just burning it out, you know, I, I just, <laughs> I, I don't know how to tell, sometimes, I mean, I tell people straight up like that is actually, you know, not going to be as beneficial to you as um, like a weightlifting workout, which is also can be a cardio workout. You can get your heart rate up and then bring it back down, you know, especially if you're in a circuit kind of situation. But um, I don't know, we just have this this ingrained, this indoctrinated thing in our heads that we have to get this certain amount of cardio in every day. Well, I mean, <laughs> I one of the things I... From, you know? I mean, I know it's been around for a long time. I remember when it started in the 80s, but uh, in aerobics, well, we got to think about how it started in the health industry, right? It was all yeah. about, like, Jack Lane and, you know, being right. healthy and fit meant you were... Um, a better um, person because you cared about your body. It was true. You have to take care of your body. But in everything we do, we always seem to float to the extreme first. So then it's like doing all um, jazzercise, aerobics. It was, you know, taking a simple format of you know, box steps or doing kind of, um, and then it was putting music to it and then making a flow. And then it was like, oh, let's pump up the jam. Let's get our heart rates going because it's so much fun. And then the, 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 the kind of mentality is more of the same. This is so great. You know, they found a way to make tennis shoes into running shoes. You know, that's an amazing accomplishment. Oh, but did you know that it's also because it makes a lot of money for somebody? You know, like we got to remember, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, one of the great one thing I'll divert to is like I just learned something that it was fascinating is that, you know, we we have all these smart shoes, right? They're this supportive and this, you know, Duramax that and oh, they um help you from pronation they help you from stupination they give you this they gave you that well someone said something that was amazing and it fits so well for my for me like it just says you know a smart shoe means a dumb foot because the foot doesn't function anymore because it's got so much support and you know like one of the functionalities of life is are you putting too many um, straps around you like are you putting yourself in it's too much of a um, you know uh, a protected mode because you're afraid or, or are you doing something that keeps you um, you know I think uh, was bracing. well I know Katie Bowman talks about this a lot she says I think she uses the term bracing or, or you know just kind of bracing yeah, your body some... so that it's almost like being in a cast in a cast. way you know like yeah yeah 
Yeah, you're just it's so much support in that way. Like you're you're in an uh, I guess it's a permanent cast because you're wearing it every day, and and not many people walk around with bare feet. But um, right, you know, and and I thought that's that's hilarious and sad at the same time. Like, you know, well, like and every all our clothes too. I mean, our our you know bras are extremely tight. I can't even. It's hard enough to find a bra that's you know that I can breathe in. Like right? I, I found some, but they're not really very supportive. I mean, there's no there's really no support, which is okay too with me. But if you're a larger chested woman, I could imagine that that would be an issue. Right? Sports bras. The reason yeah. why women wear sports bras is to keep those babies close to you because they don't bounce around. Well, yeah, maybe that's a clue. Good. Maybe it's a clue that says don't bounce around until, yeah, until yeah. something changes otherwise, you know? like right. good to have some movement in that area from what I've what I've read and what I what I have experienced myself to you know the bouncing actually is a pump for the lymph nodes right yeah in some ways I mean but oh, yeah. excessive running right is, yeah, is really going going back to like why you know <laughs> going on a uh, you know many hours run is you know you're training for something like if you have a training that you want to do so you you know you want to do an Ironman or you want to do some kind of um, endurance ride or something that's causing you to do this yes you have to train but like one of the things is is you have to know what you're um, paying for like you got to know the cost and the cost is like CO2. So if like if you're going to do something and learn how to bag breathe, do the Bateco method to create CO2, go to high altitudes. I mean, tr- athletes do it all the time, you know, professional ones because they know some science about how, you know, live in work, you know, working out at higher altitudes trains your your system better and then you go to sea level and then you create, you know, a great performance. But this is a whole or different lifestyle. And so if you take all these concepts and in a way that you are just, oh, I'm going to, you know, cardioize myself to death, you know, like you literally right. are. You are going That's to reduce. You're going to re- <laughs> Cardio is like basically what you're saying it sounds like is that cardio is um, is what you're, you're, you're depriving yourself of CO2 when you're doing cardio. Yeah, and then the tissue yeah. exchange can't occur. Then the blood vessels wow. are too um, restricted, so the blood can't flow back to the heart. And so then you have a whole problem of why the heart rate slows down and you have a low pulse and you have, uh, you, you know, this is, this is not a normal everyday life this is a either trained athlete or someone who's about to die like you that's the thing the trained athlete like what is the difference between a trained athlete and someone who's about to die it doesn't sound like there's much right i mean well of course yeah. the i mean athlete, you gotta think about when an athlete stopped they say to themselves you know yeah. i have i remember um one of the elite athletes in the world of ironman re- recognized how much damage he had done to himself but you know that's the po- that that was the plus side of the negative like and i say it in that way because you know he was one of the top 
professionals. You know, he may not have been, you know, making a lot of money like the MBA and stuff like that, but he was a top professional, so he got to the top of his game, and that was what he was willing to sacrifice for. And one of the things is, is like, are you um, so passionate about something that that's what you want to do, and so you want to take it to whatever edge you feel, then you got to do it. You got to stress yourself and be okay with being stressed and, you know, know that you're doing it for that reason. And, you know, and then you got to look back and say, okay, I'm willing to spend this much time, this much money, this time effort of my life on this particular thing. And I'm wondering how many people don't realize that's what's the difference. Like, you know, if you're just doing something because someone told you that it's um it's a great way to get in shape what shape do you want to get into like you know like it's, it's a really good question yeah. <laughs> i mean you I have to, so many I variables. Ask people that question when i first talk to them and and you know because i feel like it's important to get clear on what you're what you're wanting for yourself not just what you feel like you have to do or, or the weight loss thing is kind of something that a lot of people say. And I, and I don't really feel, I mean, I think it's important to lose weight. I feel like that, but there's a, there's gotta be a, 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 another part of that, that motivates you to lose the weight, right? There's another well, aspect. I, I kind of go values. back to like, what are you saying? I want to lose weight. Why? And what, yeah. what is it? Does it mean the why means you're not comfortable, comfortable in your body Okay, so does it mean that um, the weight is inhibiting you from getting out of a car because your belly is so big that you just can't do anything or um, you can't um, move in a way that makes you feel secure and balanced? I mean, that is a reason maybe to lose weight because you're seeing an excess that's inhibiting you from doing something that you want to enjoy in life. But to say to lose weight can get dogmatic, like, oh, let me lose weight because I don't fit in the size of a jeans that I desire because that's what I'm supposed to look like based on some theory of, you know, fashion or some kind of, you know, um, of image. And, you know, when we want to say something to ourselves and, and inspire ourselves, how are we tricking ourselves, right? Because first thing you're going to do in my, my understanding is like, man, I'm going to tell myself I want this. And then another part of me is going to say, you want it? Oh, great. We're going to make sure you don't get it because then it keeps you wanting it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a little crazy, but it's true. Like, you know, because that means you don't already have it and you need to desire it. So like they, you know, a lot of psychology comes back into saying, you know, um, you know, why do you want it? Because you really need to know the why. And I, you know, I kind of think, yeah, the the purpose, right? Because you talk about purpose and how that really drives people. And And the meaning is different for everyone. Like the meaning of what your word and what word can mean to you means something totally to me. Right. Like what you value is going to also determine Right. Like, I'm never going to shrink myself into a five-foot person. Like, you know, (laughs) I I might emaciate myself to a poundage, but I can never conform myself into a different height 
So why do I conform myself into a different, um, uh, you know, shape, you know, unless it's... Hold on a second. One second. Sorry. Let me just pause this. So, okay. I had some teenagers coming to the door. They're here. They're getting home from school. So that's, that's I had to take a break and, and attend to my, my guys. So, um, but yeah, uh, about, we were talking about values and purpose and how that's important to, um, yeah, I think we first started talking about why CO2 is important and why amazingly, amazing, uh, information you can get, um, from Ray Pete and his knowledge of the physiology and how important it is to see, um, a whole other way of living can be enjoyed by knowing why you're doing something like you know the purpose of it is and what what does it mean to you so that you know yeah because i think if you're just doing it because you feel like you have to do it there's really no fun in that and and it takes all the pleasure out of it too and you're you're definitely not going to do it (laughs) you know that's why would you because someone's telling you to do it that's that's it's it's human nature not to do something that Someone tells you to do, right? And in that in that <laughs> voice, the, maybe yeah, even be yeah. you, the voice inside you saying, Absolutely. telling you not to do that yet, but you're not listening because you're like, I got to, I've got a free yeah. will and I've got to make myself. <laughs> That's right. It's it's very very complex, right? I, I want to say a thing about CO two because this is incredible. I never thought about CO two um, and cardio that way, and um, we actually have an altitude training room at one of the gyms that I work with as an independent contractor and you you actually visited there so you know and, and tried it and it, it's really cool I actually did a um I was telling you I was doing a sprint this morning and I and I, I think I was only on there for like 15 minutes and I sweat I, I don't usually sweat a whole bunch I sweat like I'll, I'll work up like a light sweat but I was sweating buckets after that mm. it just felt like I'm so much more circulated and it's because I was in a room of like high altitude and it's it it just it's like what you can do in 15 minutes it's like you you probably spend 30 minutes to an hour doing let let me tell you something really quick before we get off the in the same podcast i was listening to of the interview with ray pete he talked about Mm -hmm. how like the interviewer was asking him his thoughts about hyperbaric chambers for edema for people who are sick and um, dealing with like radiation exposure or something like that and yeah she asked how did he think what he thought about it and he said you know his his typical answer is to give a story to why or something uh, to explain it and he talked about how this um, person went um, into he had some um, uh, issues and so he went into the hyperbolic um, chamber and the doctors were regulating him and they added some CO2 but what happened was they they put too much and he, they didn't know because they um, basically created um, a, f- uh, a, a condensation and so they didn't see that he had passed out and so they were trying to figure this out like what's going on and kind of get him back out well he got uh, he became unconscious and then when they got him revived he um they they looked and down below all of the sheets and everything on the machine was soaked and the real interesting thing was he had gone in because he also couldn't speak like his sickness kept him from being able to speak and when he got up he could speak again and what ray was telling the woman was the co2 created the sweat 
because what happened was it released the water that was in the cells because the water oh. is so lodged in a cell that's not respiratory. So like if a cell, healthy cell is supposed to be with CO2, right? And it doesn't have enough, then the water can yeah, kind of come in. The water, the water yeah. gets in the cell, causes the edema and the swelling, which you know is causing estrogen dominance. And so those two symbolically go together. And so this basically what happened was the guy was re, re, like recovering in a way that the body was allowing to finally release things that were keeping it from doing. And the CO2 was the factor. Like it was the CO2 conversion over drew the oxygen back in and out of the cells and made it able to function. And that's why sweating is so important too, because there's a concept of the minerals flowing through your system. Like the CO2 pulls the sodium, the magnesium, the calcium into the blood. And then, you know, from all this concept is really about why pH and, and, and acidic in alkaline is important. But if you don't, understand that every part of your body has a different pH like your urine is not supposed to be um, uh, alkaline it's supposed to be acidic you know because it's keeping the minerals whereas the blood is supposed to be more acidic because I mean uh, alkaline because it has to become it, it takes the co2 to pull the minerals out of the cell to go into the blood like there's so many concepts about why the conversion is so important and I found it well, such I, a fascination because I was like, oh, this is, makes so much sense now. Yeah, that, that's incredible. And that's what I love about like reading those articles and, and hearing those, uh, the, the research stories is that, um, you know, it, it just actually makes, it makes things, it helps you make sense of everything and why we actually, maybe not, it makes you think actually how much we're doing that makes no sense as a whole, as a society, but at the same time, like, then makes sense to why we should be doing things differently. Right. And, like, uh, or what we could Like a simple example? Was awesome. oh. yep. A simple example is like oh, how... How they tell people, <laughs> how they tell people not to take salt, like oh, low salt, especially yeah. for people who are diabetic That's or terrible. old age, but they actually need it. You know, like it yeah. is the worst mechanism to keep the body limited because it has to have it, and that's why they crave it. But though, no, no, that's willpower. You shouldn't have salty foods, and, and it's right. sad because we're getting so lost. I know. I, you know, what I, I was going to share with you about the CO2 thing, too, is that I, I think I was listening to a podcast, um, one of, I think, Danny Roddy's podcast, and uh, it was ta- he was talking about uh, CO2, and, and, uh, and I think Ray Pete was talking about how it, it basically creates, uh, the, or it helps the protein become a conductor mm-hmm. yeah. of yeah. iron, I guess. And it's also, so basically what that means, it's pretty incredible because what that means is the esoteric kind of way we think about energy in the body is actually now scientifically proven with that because you, it is like there is an energy body in there that's actually there. You know, it's not, it's not esoteric at all. No, exactly. Because it's all Whoa. about ions more than it is about, yeah. they talk, he talks about like, um, 
Gilbert Lang and some other people that have disproven the lipid membrane and, and you know, there's a pump and all that. And the beauty of it is, is that he says, like, you're affected by salt, you're affected by water. But if you don't have the energy production to sustain, then it changes. Like, you can quickly you know cause health or on or dishealth like i mean disease like and you know like one of the things about the protein is that you have to have the negative charge because it binds to the sodium calcium magnesium and potassium and what you're looking for is how to symbolically work with all of them you cannot live without you know like you have to have these minerals that's you know important but where are they being in your body is determined by an energy source it's it's incredibly important like we've got to understand that you know more than anything absolutely i i think that we also have to unravel what we've been that that nutrition dogma like where these studies originated because they're so indoctrinated in our society and and people believe them wholeheartedly i I'm always surprised about it, actually. Yeah, I mean, I have a woman that I know who just got her veins deveined. You know, they do that stuff because she doesn't want varicose veins. And if you yeah. simply know how the 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 reason why you're getting these veins is because the um, uh, the the inflammation of water in your veins and or de, the desense the demovement of stuff like you basically yeah, don't no, non-motility basically yeah, yeah and no, no circulation and that's but, probably from lack of movement in, in the body but also circulation right because yes like no and circulation is fuel like what are you fueling yourself yeah. with and how are you excited you know keeping your cells in an excitatory state you know like um you know if someone has high blood pressure the first thing they say is don't take salt well no you did you ever think that maybe you do need more salt? Like it's because the pressure is building because the conversion isn't going, you know, like it makes so much more sense to say, you know, maybe a diabetic needs sugar because there is something about the body not going to be able to convert it because maybe the liver's not functioning right, right? You know, like, but no, I mean, yeah. one thing they want to do is keep depriving you of the one thing. And then it's a whole motivation well, thing. Like, oh, I don't have the motivation to, to keep myself from this. Like, no, your, well, your it, body's it, telling you something. It, <laughs> Wake up. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like they used to treat diabetes with fructose. I mean, they used to, when someone was... Orange juice. Yeah. Like, so why did they stop doing that? Well, we, we have a one example, and that was the interview that we listened to with Gary Tobbs and Joe Rogan is, you know, they're talking about how orange juice has too much sugar in it. It's worse than a can of Coke. Yeah. And, and the, 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 the mechanism is focus on the sugar, but don't focus on the fact that it's a natural fruit that actually helps your system run and that you actually need the sugar because it's easier, especially if we run in a, a system that is hydronalized and cortisized, the, the processing of that is so much easier and better for your body. Now, if you can't take the, so the acidity of it, then there's some bicarbonate you could use, like, you know, some uh, baking soda, you could do that. Or you can take, um, right. or if you don't like how much sweet it is, then you can water it down, you know, and sip on it throughout the day because it's going to keep your blood sugar 
a lot calmer and eased out than, you know, sucking it down once and saying, oh, you know, but they're, they're, they're just not. That's the other thing. If you haven't had sugar, if you're not, you know, if you can't metabolize sugar well, then you can't just make a bunch of sugar all at once either because um, well, I think this is where the thought has come from Gary Tobbs and, and stuff like that. It's like they're, they're, the problem is not the sugar. It's it's the high cortisol levels. It's the high stress hormones. And that's what, it, you know, it, it inhibits your ability to metabolize the sugar and use it for energy. Well, and here's the other thing, like you just mentioned, but somewhere in, in just learning all this is that Maybe the reason why you can't process the sugar is, is your feeling. It's kind of excitatory or you got kind of like this sweet taste or something going on. It's because you're finally getting it and you actually need more of it. Like one of the things is that, you know, you have to start to recognize like your body is finally getting something and then you're like quickly going to pull the plug because oh it's I mean, it's too much no it's because the body's saying yes thank you and i do need more of this please give it to me maybe in a smaller doses more often um throughout right. the day so that i can simulate it better because now i'm getting it and now i you know i'm showing you a different uh, a response to it, but it doesn't mean run farther away from it. It means, yeah, come on, bring more. <laughs> and I think that's, and so just, you know, that whole thing, just saying, bring it, bring more in. I think some people are afraid of that because they feel like that is equated to like an addiction to sugar. Right. Because or, they've associated you know. fat gain. Oh, let me, uh, if I eat sugar, I'm going to create fat. No, because the body is it, it, it you know here's the difference of one thing I notice is like are you eating sugar with a lot of gluten you know which is hard to digest right so it's like the body has to separate all the shit from one other another and you can scratch that out but <laughs> um you know or I'll just be real and everybody can hear me cuss um, so <laughs> um one of the things that I noticed is like this concept is He's clearly seen in even our discussion about water intake, right? Uh-huh. Like people think, oh, yeah. I'm dehydrated. I need more water. But what have we have forgotten is, okay, do you drink coffee? Do you drink milk? Do you drink other things that are actually providing water to you through that mechanism? And then, you know, right. we kind of get into this conversation of, oh, two quarts of water a day or half your body weight in ounces. But what we forget is like, oh, well, is your body really hydrate, de- dehydrated because it needs more water? Is it because it needs more glucose? Because it's having a reactory, to, you know, deep, de- it's, it's basically reacting to the fact that it has low energy. And like one of the things about flooding your system when you're in a hype, uh, having hypo, um, um, uh, uh, hypothyroid symptoms, like if you're fatigued, you know, or generalized or whatever, you flood that system and the intestines then become inflammatory because it can't absorb the water, right? It's like, you know, it's like pushing the envelope. It's like flooding yourself. And then from there, you get, you know, it prevents from the exchange. Like it's actually too much for your system to handle. And, you know, people then don't understand why they're up in the morning, uh, in the middle of the night, having to go to the bathroom, or they're really, you know, having restless uh, nights, you know, because they've been told, like, more water's better, you know, but they don't really know their system's running too high to even take in water, 
or they've had already enough water for their system for that day. Well, and you can flush yourself out too much too. It can actually deprive you. It can malnourish you in some ways. Exactly. I remember uh, drinking when I drink way too much water, and that's pretty much I think what was going on. And I think you can, like you said, you can get you can get mineral water. You can get spring water locally wherever you live but also uh, most places if you kind of go out into the country areas but um, which is better because you have something some kind of nutrient it's better actually to drink it with some kind of nutrient like or juice or milk or you know something or bone broth you know because your body's going to want to absorb that much more than it would like some fluoridated tap water or even a, a, a carbonated water right because then it well, provides water, you of course, yeah, for co2 and, yeah we're talking about carbon and then it you yeah. know it's it's it, it's you know it's got two mechanisms in itself you know and you know because most you know carbonated water is um going to provide the carbonation and help with hydration of some sort right and it's not easy to drink fast if you notice that right so you can't flood your system really quickly with a lot of water like you have to sip on it which is more simulating easier for your body and you know um, and if you go to where you're fortunate where you live you can go to um, some carbonated springs I mean you immerse your whole body in it you know it's like that's amazing, you know? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You can drink it, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's but, that's where mineral waters were really um, coming from. Like, you know, this idea of how mineral water is, is so important for your body. And, you know, and, and we just, we, we don't really know why until, you know, some, um, but they're, they're, the ancient ones, you know, did it naturally because they knew that it felt good you know and there was something good about it and um and and you know i you know you've got to think about all these companies that are um wanting you to buy more bottled water um and the health industry is influencing that by saying to be healthy and i'm not saying water's bad because i do know like if you are exercising you better drink some water like you can't just you know not drink water but you got to understand what's happening to you you know like one of the greatest things i learned about ironman and 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 competing was to learn what my body needed i got to get the doorbell again keep talking <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you were talking about water and how it's uh, it's being basically. We're, we're actually it's kind of silly that we're getting. We're, they're trying to sell us water, right. you know. It's because we. I, I don't really understand that, to be honest with you. But somehow that crept up on us, and now it's like all over the place. And now we feel like we need to buy water. Right. I mean, I I think um, one of the best examples is. Um, uh, Nancy, the woman that we met, where she actually um, followed the regimen of a lot of water, and and from my point of view, if I remember correctly, equates that her fungus uh, is, uh, that uh, epidemic, like basically, she got it, so much fungus that it, she had to have surgery, and you know she went out of balance to much of water, and then like just seeing like how people 
are programmed, you know, to buy a lot of water means that they have to carry water around, right? Like, it was fascinating to see the change, even for myself, because I started to feel like, you know, I needed another thing with me, you know, because I wasn't going to survive going from one corner to the next corner, you know, or... Um, it, and if it if it was in a situation where I was crossing the Sahara, yeah, I want to carry water, you know. <laughs> but in a, I guess it's a survival thing, right? It's like putting us in a, a little bit of a survival state or it's mentality. It's constantly separating us from our money. Like it's definitely concepts of like, you know, um, the big new thing, right? You know, and and what what I. I kind of find is like why I kind of now look at like what's the new thing and why I want to stay away from it you know <laughs> yeah. like what's the story behind that yeah like I hate to say it but most people uh, most of the, the issues that we're coming around is like big myths mean big money you know because if you look at everything that we're um, giving is really simple like you're really um, life isn't supposed to be so complicated, right? Um, you know, like if we really want to simplify our lives and take the stress down, um, and so that we can feel our bodies get clear on in our mind and have, um, a, a, a more of a, of a life that we feel that we enjoy. We want to keep away from feeling like we have to have something that's not already in us or around us that we need like we're always we're always in an abundance but what we do is we don't see the simple things in the abundance you know like um how fascinating your body is like how crazy it can adapt and you know what you what you fear about you know uh in terms of um health and fitness and all these things are just a, a reminder of that you're not trusting what you already have, you know, like, um, right. I think one of, one of the beautiful things about recognizing that water is important, not to say it's not, mm-hmm. it's that you, you know what you need it for. And, you know, in terms of, um, no, not overthinking it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I don't think we need, need, nearly as much as what's recommended um i think i think again it it, it relates back to um high blood pressure like dehydration well it might not just be because you you might it might not be because you need more water i mean it seems like it would be right but it could be that you need minerals Or you need food, or you need food. Yeah, exactly. God forbid. God forbid. (laughs) You might need some sugar. It's okay. It's not the. It's not the cocaine that you think it is. Like, you know. um, And yes, fruit is better than processed white sugar. But processed doesn't mean it's bad. It means that it's just been um, put in a form to easily assimilate. You know. And yeah. Um, when you're in a stress response, the first thing you're going to do is give them the quickest thing that they can metabolize, you know? And so a glass of orange juice is truly helpful and healthy for you. And when you wake up in the morning and orange juice and some eggs to balance the, the, um, sugar and the, you know, the, 
the carb, right. where's the protein and the fat, you know, like, with a, you know, that's a perfect breakfast because it's, it's taking this food and utilizing it in the best way possible. And, you know, a glass of orange juice in the morning is to control the cortisol levels, you know, to keep you from living on stress for the rest of the day, you know, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah, I'll just say one more thing about that. When you said that about the, uh, if you're under high stress, like even physical stress, like most athletes, that's why they used to always recommend that you would have like, Gatorade is terrible. You know, it's got so many additives and, and crazy, you know, crap in it. But, you know, the, I guess the, the bottom line is it's sugar and it's giving your body that quick energy source really because you need it right then. You're not going to be able to digest anything else. You've been you've been working out super hard or, or pushing yourself to the ultimate limit. Um, so in, in that, in that okay. situation, you're not going to be able to eat a whole five course meal. Right. Gatorade is one of those things where if you, um, if you look at how it was first produced, it was based off of fruit juice and water. And then they added a little salt to balance it. And you can totally do that with some orange juice through the day. Like if you're having a stressful day, take some orange juice, liquid, you know, put some water in it, put a little salt in it. Bi, um, like I said, a, a bicarbonate, a baking soda if you need to because it's uh, too acidic for you in the beginning. Right. But you'll that adapt. We'll have a hard time. You, digestion of it. Yeah, like yeah. if you're having this uh, uh, reflex or whatever, you know, just to, to taste. Everything's to taste. Like, they're not extreme. Yeah. You're not going right. to – but what you're doing is making Gatorade. You're basically doing what they did when they made it, you know, a, a formula to help these athletes because they needed the salt, they needed the sugar, they needed the water and the hydration, and they made it into a product. And then the product got more, um, you know – more formulated with colorings and stuff because people got all crazy about how to make more money selling it and so you have to adapt to change and so they you know instead of having green lime all the time or the whatever color that was like a lime green color yeah then you you know had an orange and then you had red and then you had blue you know it's like how they do any kind of promotional work is something new and then they change the formula to create more you know electrolyte balance you know it's like it's all the same thing it's just marketing yeah and so the bottom line is you can make your your natural Gatorade or the original Gatorade I'd like to say yeah <laughs> which is orange juice and orange juice has minerals in it too that actually uh, create uh, it helps the thyroid uh, do its work and and the liver too because the liver needs glucose. But we will we'll, we'll go we'll get into more of that kind of stuff later because I do want to talk about thyroid. But um, but yeah, we definitely I think we hit on enough stuff today. So let's let's call it a day with a with this podcast and um, and close it up. Do you have any anything to say in closing, Maya? I think um, keep it simple. You know, um, keep it so simple that it is um, almost like ASAP, you know. Um, you're basically as simple as possible and keeping it simple. Like, it's that's important, you know. And so um, what, we're, what we're really looking at is how to de-stress your life. And then that's getting back to the fundamentals, maybe. 
I love it. Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Allison. And I will talk to you next time. Have a good day. Bye. All right. Of course, if you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can also find us on uh, SoundCloud. You can go to my website at pureenergypdx.com to listen as well. Um, If you find us on iTunes, uh, please give us a great review if you love what you hear and uh, share with your friends. We'd really appreciate it so much. And again, we appreciate our listeners. We appreciate all your love and support that you give us every week. And uh, just keep listening and and sending out that love and support. Thank you so much. Um, feel free to check us out on Instagram at Pure Energy PDX and on YouTube under Allison Pillow. It's the Pure Energy Wellness Channel. On there, I'm providing lots of videos, both on Instagram and YouTube, for your movement practice, your foundational movement practice. So definitely check it out. Next time we'll be talking about women's empowerment, the light and the shadow side of that. So make sure that you tune into that one. It's going to be a really, really good one. We're going to be talking about the emotions and kind of the uh, the consequences, I guess, to being uh, too much in one direction or the other with your masculine and feminine energy. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time.